We're thrilled that you're here. We're honored that you're here. And uh, what I want to ask before we continue on, um, and I want you to just think for just a second before you quickly answer your hand, raise your hand. How many of you are really here? How many are really here? And let me tell you why I asked that. Because according to statistics, this is pretty amazing to me, Harvard did a study a few years ago, and they found that only 47% of the time, 47% of the time, you and I are not where our feet are. Think about that for a second. 53% of the time, we're kind of here where our feet are, but 40, almost half of the time, where we are, where our face is, our mind is somewhere else. So again, I ask you, because this is important tonight, how many are really here in this moment? Good, I'm going to ask you to do everything you can to stay in this moment and don't miss this moment because of what's going to happen later tonight, the gifts you're going to wrap. Some of you are going to wrap a bunch. Some of you are hoping to unwrap a few. Tomorrow morning, how many of you kids are excited about tomorrow? Yeah, can I hear you? Are you excited? Say, yay! I thought you were. Hey, you know what? I don't know if you kids noticed or not, but there's a couple of gifts here on stage. And I know most of the time people think those are just props. There's really nothing in here. But can I tell you, I heard that there's something in one of these. And I think it's this one. I'm not going to ask the adults because the adults would tell me it's too early to open a Christmas present. So let me ask the kids, is it all right if I open this up? Because I heard something's in here. Do you want to see? There is something in here. Look, I told you, they were right, there was something in here, but no kidding, there's more in the bag. All right, enough of that. Listen, I hope your gifts are better than that, but tonight we're going to talk about a gift that quite honestly, if you miss... You've missed on the very purpose and the reasons that you were created. And so we hope, as we've designed these moments tonight with you in mind, that you don't miss them. If you would, take out your message outlines. If you're into note-taking, you can simply fill in some blanks. You'll have a good outline of what we did together tonight. And I'm going to start with a famous theologian's quote. This theologian's name was Dr. Seuss. This is a profound statement. Look at that. Sometimes you don't know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. That's profound. I think we all understand that sometimes we don't understand the value of a moment until later on when it, we look back and it's just a memory. How many of you would be honest and say, you know, you know without a doubt as you look back, that you've missed some vital, vital moments that you wish, if you had the ability to rewind time, you'd like to go back and capture some moments that you missed. Yeah. I think we've all done those, right? This time of year brings a lot of emotions because of moments that have been missed or moments that we wish we could recapture. I know there's many of you today that as you gather tonight with family, as you gather tomorrow with family and friends, many of you understand what it's like 
to have a seat that's been occupied for years that's going to be unoccupied for the very first time. You've been at a funeral like I've been at a funeral. I've been to way more funerals than I ever wished that I had, quite honestly. I can't tell you how many times I saw someone stand over a casket of a loved one that was gone and sobbed, and their greatest wish was for one more day, one more conversation, one more face-to-face conversation around the dinner table. Many of us don't realize the power of a moment until it becomes a memory. Our prayer for you tonight is that you don't miss this moment because I believe, without a doubt, for some of you here today, this is going to be a life-changing, eternal life-changing moment. And trust me, you don't want to miss it. I want to look at three people and people groups that missed the very first Christmas if you can believe it. They missed Christmas. They all missed it from different reasons, but they all missed it. And so if you're taking notes, the first person I want to talk about that missed the very first Christmas was the innkeeper. The innkeeper. I don't know if you've ever read the Christmas story, what you, the famous line is, we pick it up in this verse out of chapter two of Luke, verse seven, it says, and she, Mary, being a very, very young teenager, if she was, She was so young. She gave birth to her first child, a son. She wrapped him in a blanket and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the village inn. That famous line, there was no room in the inn. The innkeeper, we don't even know his name. The innkeeper who was very, very, very frazzled. He was very busy and he was excited because of the busyness because everyone had to go home to their place of origin to register for a census. And so his little town was booming and every room in his hotel room, well, it was gone. And here comes this young girl with her soon-to-be husband, Joseph, and they knock at the door. And he said, I'm sorry, there's no room. There's no room in the inn. You know what I find interesting about that? How many of you have a manger scene at your house? I don't know how deluxe your manger scene is. We've got a deluxe manger scene. Ours not only has a nice structure, we've got shepherds in our manger scene. We've got some wise men in our manger scene. We've got Mary and Joseph. We got our deluxe little feeding trough where the baby Jesus is laying there. But you know what's missing out of our manger scene that's missing out of yours? is the innkeeper because he missed Christmas. He was so caught up in the busyness that he didn't realize that the Savior that had been prophesied for years was about to be born, and it would have been born in his inn. But he was so busy to recognize it. Don't you believe that if the innkeeper would have really known, if he had really sunk in who this was, he would have found him a spot? I don't know if you've ever been to a hotel and they're like, sorry, we don't have any rooms. And they're like, oh, we do have this one, right? Or we got this cot or we, we got this suite and we normally don't put you there. We'll put you there. Trust me, the innkeeper would have found a room, but he missed Christmas. He was just too busy. Some people will miss Christmas this year because they're just so wrapped up into Christmas, they don't realize the purpose and how personal it is. The second person that missed Christmas, if you're taking notes, is King Herod. King Herod. The king that was in charge, 
was a very evil king. We pick up a little of his story in Matthew 2. Jesus was born in the town of Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. At about that time, some astrologers from Easter lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is this newborn king of the Jews? He had got wind that there was a new king of the Jews being born. For we have seen this star in the far off eastern lands and have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed by their question. And all Jerusalem was filled with rumors. The king was threatened. He was so nervous about who this king born was going to be. He didn't want to lose his power. He didn't want to lose his position. And he was so evil and he was so afraid that what he did was he ordered that all babies, all male babies, two years and younger would be slaughtered. He thought for sure that way he could get rid of this newborn king. He was so threatened. Can you imagine somebody going through our community and finding every male child two years and under and slaughter him? That's what they did. But Jesus wasn't killed. Later, the king knew how his reputation was so horrible as a king. He knew that when he got sick and he was, knew he was going to die, he feared that he would die and no one would mourn, no one would cry. And so what he did is he had all of his soldiers go out and arrest some of the most prominent people in the community and put them in prison. And he gave orders, distinct orders, that when I die, on the day that I die, I want all of those prisoners that you collected, all those prominent people in the community, I want you to slaughter them all on the same day I die so there will be mourning all across this land. Because he knew it wouldn't be for him. So King Herod missed the Savior that not only came for you and I, but came for him. Because of fear and jealousy, he missed the very first Christmas. There's a third group of people that I want to talk about. It's not an individual. It's a group of people. It's the religious people that missed the very first Christmas. Look at Matthew 2, verse 4 through 6. He, King Herod, called a meeting of the Jewish religious leaders, the people that knew the law, the religious people that were looking for a Messiah. He said, did the prophets tell us where the Messiah would be born? And they said, yes, in Bethlehem. They knew. They had heard what was prophesied. Yeah, he's born in Bethlehem, they said, for this is what the prophet Micah wrote. Oh, little town of Bethlehem. It sounds like a song. You're not just an unimportant Judean village, for a governor shall rise from you to rule my people, Israel. This group of people that miss Christmas, it blows my mind. The ones who were the smartest, the ones who knew the prophecy, they quoted it right there. The leaders, the religious teachers, they all heard about this Jesus, this coming Messiah that would be born in Bethlehem, and they missed it. They didn't even walk the two to three miles to get to Bethlehem because they didn't think it was fulfilling what they thought and how they thought Jesus would come in. What royalty would come in in a horse trough without royalty around them, without velvet and velour and white horses and trumpets and all of this. Who comes in like this? So because they had the wrong idea of who they were looking for, they didn't even investigate by walking two or three miles. They were indifferent. They were kind of self-righteous. They didn't realize that they needed a Savior. They had their own ideas. Can I tell you, many people will miss Christmas again this year because they have their own idea. They'll miss the truth for an idea that they just have made sense out of in their own mind. Our prayer is that you don't miss this moment tonight.
Now, if you're taking notes, here's the common thread of those that missed the first Christmas. The reason they didn't go to Jesus is they didn't think they had a problem that only Jesus could solve. All three of these people groups, they didn't realize that Jesus was their only hope, that he was the one way to heaven. They all had different ideas. They were all busy. They were indifferent. They were jealous. They were in fear. And so the common thread is they all missed the moment because they didn't realize that Jesus was the only one who could solve their problem. We created these moments tonight at Christmas at Crossroads in prayer and hope for you that no one would leave and miss the moment. That you could receive the greatest gift that's ever been offered to you or will ever be offered to you. Some of you have celebrated Christmas after Christmas after Christmas and it never seems to deliver what it promises. It's amazing how we get so hyped up about something that used to have a magic as a kid, but as an adult, you're just like, wow, it just doesn't seem to have the magic. Listen, if you miss Christ at Christmas, you miss the very reason for Christmas. Don't miss the moment like so many of them miss the moment. How many have ever heard, this is a pretty popular cliche, I guess, that Jesus is the reason for the season. How many of you heard that? Can I tell you something that's also true? Jesus is the reason for the season, but can I tell you something? You are also the reason for the season. Without you and I in need of a Savior, Jesus wouldn't have had to come. He came for you and He came for me. So yes, He's the reason for the season, but listen to this, so are you because God so loved you that he was willing to send his son to this earth to grow up, to be crucified, to be beaten beyond recognition, to shed his blood, to give up his life. And three days later, he defeated death by coming back from the grave so that he could offer you and I the greatest gift that you can never earn, that you can never deserve. You can't do enough do's to deserve it. You can't do enough don'ts where he'll take it away. It's a gift and there's only two options with a gift. You either receive it or you say no thanks. Who would say no thanks to forgiveness of all you've ever done wrong? Who would say no to eternal life, heaven life, perfect life forever and ever and ever and ever? And you can't do anything to break it down. That's the gift of Christmas. You either receive it or you reject it. Who in their right mind? I believe no one would if they truly understand it. I want to read to you in just a couple of moments here the Christmas story. And maybe some of you read it every Christmas. Maybe you've not read it for years. Maybe you've never heard it in your whole life. But regardless of what camp you're in, I pray that you hear it with fresh ears tonight, realizing that this includes you. I'm going to read out of Luke chapter 2, verse, starting in verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were terrified. Now let's pause just for a second. These are rough and tough shepherds. 
living out in the middle of nowhere, tending their sheep. They beat animals to death that were trying to get their sheep. They're rough and tough guys, but they're in the middle of nowhere, just stars, and an angel shows up and bright lights around them, and they were terrified. I would be too. There's no manly man, unless you're there, and all of a sudden you're not there by yourself. It gets your attention. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. No longer when God shows up do you need to be afraid because it's, he's getting ready to do something new. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid because I bring you good news of great joy. Get this. That will be for all the good people. Nope. That's not what it says. For all the religious people. Nope. For all the holy people. Nope. Listen to this. I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. All the people. You and I are all the people. If you were the only one that needed a Savior, which you're not, I believe Jesus would have came for you. Christmas isn't just about Jesus. It's also about you. Today in the town, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Verse 11, today in the town of David, a helper, a coach, a second chancer, no, a Savior, a deliverer, a rescue has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. There's one way to heaven and his name is Jesus. Look at verse 12, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in the cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, this is awesome. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men. That means to all mankind. You get a peace. There's a peace that's available to all men. A peace that surpasses all understanding. A peace that you get when you know that you've received the gift of laying awake at night and not sure how the rest of your life is going to go, but knowing that it doesn't really matter because you know where you're going to spend eternity. Not because you're good, but because you trusted in the only one who was good. You received his gift by faith that you can't earn or purchase or deserve. You see, you have that opportunity in this moment because of Christmas. You can know the Prince of Peace because he made it possible. He's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. For God so loved you that he came. And his favor rests on you. It's not about earning, deserving, paying for hoping that you make it somehow, hoping God grades on a curve. He doesn't. He's provided the one way for every single one of us. And everyone that goes to heaven will go because of the one way. If in this life, while you still have breath, you receive him as your Savior and Lord. Sometimes people don't know the power of a moment until it becomes a memory. Our prayer for you is if you don't know Jesus, that before you leave here today, by faith, you call on the one that came for you at Christmas and you get right with him through faith. And trust me, this will be a moment that a million years from now, you'll look back on and be glad that you received the greatest gift that was ever offered. We'll still be celebrating. Here's the bottom line if you're taking notes. Are you still here? I hope you are. If the message of Christmas is true, there's no better offer. 
if the message of Christmas is true and that Christmas story is true and God so loved you that he came to offer you a gift that you can't earn on your own, a gift of forgiveness, a gift of eternal life that can never break down. And your choice is either say, I accept that, thank you, which doesn't even seem to be enough, or no thank you. Who would say no thank you? My prayer, our prayer for you is please don't miss this moment. Please don't miss this moment. Would you bow your heads with me? With our heads bowed and our eyes closed, God, I just uh, want to say thank you, but thank you doesn't even seem to come close if we really understand that the story of Christmas was just the beginning. You were on a mission. And that mission was to restore sinful people back to yourself. To become sin for us, which you did on the cross. To suffer and pay for all the things that we did wrong, not you did wrong. And as you were buried in a borrowed tomb, just as you prophesied three days later, you would defeat death so that whosoever would trust in you, you would give them the gift that you deserve for your perfection because you had already taken the punishment for what we deserved. Listen, if you're here tonight and there's without a doubt, no doubt in your mind that there was a time, a place, a moment where you recognized that Jesus came for you and by faith, you turned from doing life your way and you invited Jesus to be Savior and Lord of your life. That's when you became His. That's when you became a follower of Jesus. That's when you became His son or your, His daughter. If that's you, just in the quietness of your own heart, would you just say, God, thank you. Thank you that that gift lives on in me and it will live on for all eternity. Thank you for the gift of Christmas. Thank you for that moment. If you're here and you've never given your life to Jesus, you might say, oh, I've always believed in God. That's not enough. The devil knows God is real, but he's not going to heaven. Have you turned from doing life your way? Have you admitted that you're a sinner, that you're not perfect? There's only one perfect. And they nailed him to a cross and he defeated death on Easter. That's when you become a child of God, when you turn from doing life your way and you invite him by faith to be your Savior and your Lord. That's how personal Christmas is. If that's you right where you're seated, just in the stillness of your own heart, to God's ear, say, God, thanks for bringing me here today in this moment on December 24th, 2023 is my day where I turn to you by faith and ask you to forgive me of all I've done wrong. The day that I ask you, Jesus, to be my personal Lord and Savior. And from this day forward, I want to live for you. I want to use my life for your honor and for your glory. And no matter how much longer I live, and for all eternity, heaven will be my home with you. Not because I'm good, but because I've just received the only one who was. And I've received your gift by faith. And I say thanks for the greatest gift ever for this moment. 
love you. And we praise you in the name that's above all names, the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen.